and they're coming into lessons only a couple weeks using it. And the parents are like, she's always sore after a few games on the weekend. And this weekend was different. They were like, she looks strong, you know, all seven innings and she's not hurting that bad. And I'm like, wow, like, see, that's really good stuff. Take care of your body, throw better. Hey, this is More Than Velocity. I'm Bart Pear here with Jordan Orsaguerra and Ryan Croton. And today we have Tony Paisley on the podcast. I'm very excited about this. Um, we love to see what people are doing with uh, with the Arm Care app and, and, and new ways of using it in softball. Seems like a perfect fit, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of slower to evolve there. We haven't really been pushing it there, which, uh, which may change. Um, but uh, Tony's got a, a great background. A great audience. She, um, you know, played softball. It actually Eastern Eastern Carolina. You're in the Hall of Fame there. Um, you've been uh, such a great athlete. Then went on to play pro ball and actually played um, for the Peru national team as well. Uh, and then turned around and took everything you learned and started teaching it to um, to others out there. Uh, and and it's got a got a website teaches um, online and in person. So Tony, first of all, you know, glad to have you. Um, why don't you tell us? Um, a little bit more about yourself and then how you saw this arm care thing and got a hold of Jordan. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I'm definitely really excited, mm-hmm. especially super excited before I even talk about me, just being able to help grow the softball community. Uh, baseball, you guys have been doing an amazing job. So here we are trying to push all this really cool stuff to help the athletes. Um, well, you summed up a lot of it. I'm Tony Paisley. I played softball my entire life. I mean, literally from nine years old all the way to 28-ish when I played for Peru. I've experienced the highest of the highs, you know, going from a Division I All-American to professional softball. And I've experienced the other side, too, with injuries, um, especially with my arm. So it's just really cool and a great opportunity to be able to be here now and help the younger generation avoid some of these things, grow, um, and just break all the records that we had in the past. Very cool. Very cool. And so your, your site's the Softball Pitching Academy, is that right? Yeah. So at paisleyspitching.com, um, it'll lead you into the online training and the in-person training. The Softball Pitching Academy came, came alive in 2017. So that's been growing pretty cool. And it's how I meet everybody in different countries and states right now. Cool. And I, I was on there and I saw you've got a few products. Um, and obviously you were just before we started recording, you're telling us how you test everything out um, yeah. before, before you put it up there. Tell me a little more about that. And then we can go into arm care. Yeah. The, um, the products right now, I mean, really, I try to keep it <clears throat> simple with pitching. We we want easy tools you can use everywhere. Um, in baseball, you guys have been using the weighted balls for so long and it's something fairly new to softball. So we do the weighted training balls as well. Um, I've got those on the website. They really incorporate really, really well with arm care training now. So it seems like a really good fit. Definitely, definitely. And so you reached out to Jordan um, because you had seen, maybe heard um, a podcast from us and saw maybe the one with Joe Bimel or something. Tell me more how that, how that came about. Yeah. So I was with Joe and Brent. Um, Joe was getting ready to throw a little bit and I saw him over in the corner 
holding his phone. He had something on his arm and he was like pushing it into the wall. And I'm, mm. I'm talking to Brent and then I'm getting distracted and I'm looking at Joe, like, what is he doing over there? And so I just asked Brent and they were kind enough to throw your guys's name out right away, explain how cool the arm care device was and really how simple it is to use. And I instantly just like had light bulbs, like, oh my gosh, I got to check this out when I go home. I got to see what this is and if it can help, you know, my softball pitchers. So that's how I found you guys. And then I reached out to Jordan and just wanted to talk about how I could, you know, bring this into my in-person instruction. And now I'm hoping I can bring it to the online students as well. Jordan, um, what kind of conversations did did you have a time? Yeah. So she initially reached out and me having a huge background in sports outside of baseball, obviously for those that don't know, I don't know anything about anything other than baseball. I'm pretty worthless to society outside of that. Um, but I just thought that she was like some random high school coach calling. I was like, I, yeah, there's some softball groups using it kind of walking through. And then I did some research. And I'm like, she's in the hall of fame. Oh, she played for team Peru. And I was like, Oh, she actually, she actually understands what's going on. Then I see all these other lists of technologies that she's using. And you may be one of the maybe two or three softball groups that are really diving into tech, really doing it the way baseball's kind of done it. You're kind of one of those front runners for it. And I can't really think of other groups that are doing it the way you are. And, you know, you're obviously using arm care, but outside of arm care, you're using Rapsodo. And that's pretty new in softball. Do you mind going into some of those other techs? I know we've, we've had a ton of talk about technology. So if you don't mind going into that a little bit for the softball realm. Yeah, there's, like you said, there's only a few of us doing it. And honestly, I think one, because it's new two because it's scary. A lot of coaches, um, whether they played or not, it gets overwhelming and they start to think, well, how the heck do I bring this into lessons? Like, I'm just, I'm not going to understand it. So I think a little bit of both. Um, and hopefully I can bridge that gap for people. But really what I use right now is Rapsodo and 4D Motion. We talked about that a little bit. Those two pieces of technology are just phenomenal in getting a background of a pitcher, you know, really understanding who she is as an athlete, not just how hard she throws, how she's moving, um, where we can improve things, her strengths, you know, spin-wise, such cool stuff. Um, and those two, those are my favorite products uh, to use now we bring in the arm care training and I get the entire picture of the athlete. It's, it's been really complimentary to each other. Yeah. And that was one of the things that was so intriguing to me when I first really started getting into more conversations with you about the tech is that was something Ryan and myself had implemented with the angels was we were doing biomechanical evaluations, not just with 2d video, but we were using 4d. We were using yeah. that same tech. And we were evaluating our rotational speeds, our kinematic sequences, you know, what the, what the lead arm was doing, what the glove arm was, uh, the trail arm was doing. And then we're taking that in there. We're using our, you know, track man and rap soda or Hawkeye. Obviously there's a million different technologies out there on the baseball realm. And we're filtering in those pitch shapes and those pitch, pitch qualities. And then we're taking in, you know, the, the way too many, you know, dynamometry systems we had. And we're filtering this in to try to get a good 360 degree view of what's going on with the player. And like I said, there's other groups using Rapsodo, but I really want to stress the, the point that you're probably the only softball group doing everything that we were doing at the major league level for yeah. a softball player. And I think that's really awesome. And I can't understress that enough mm -hmm. that this is, this is kind of cutting edge for a softball industry. Like people hear this in baseball and they're like, 
oh, great, they're using all this stuff, but this isn't <laughs> happening in softball. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind, if you could, is it, can you go into a little bit of how you, how you use the 4D and the arm care and how, yeah. you, how you merge all those together? Yeah, so that's why I've just been, I feel like living on cloud nine since I got the arm care devices because before I could use the 4D motion, I'm looking at their sequences, um, even, even as young as 11 year olds, we're just kind of getting that picture of them as they develop over the years. So I've got this tool now with the 4D motion. Um, we've been using that for a while now just to see, especially the sequences like you were talking about. It seems to be a huge thing in softball pitchers that's not really talked about. So understanding that now and not having arm care, I would look at this you know, video analysis and thinking, how do I make my own plan to strengthen areas of their body? You know, I'm looking at their shoulder and I'm like, oh, you know, her external rotation and all these things, but I'm not really able to get the complete picture without testing those things. So now I've got the 4D motion. I can see what's going on and visually get a really good look of her entire pitching motion. Then I can pair it with the arm care and I can see really what my eye can't see, you know, when I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, wow, she's way more dominant in internal rotation. This all makes sense now. So Not only is it opening up doors for me to create different workout programs um, and just make them more individualized for each pitcher, but I'm also learning as I go, you know, I'm seeing common issues now that are just making more sense. So it's, it's complemented it really well. One of the things that I want to just jump in on is that I'm curious and a lot of baseball, you know, people that are going to be listening to this podcast, how, how is softball you know, as far as pitch counts and how do you guys manage workloads for pitchers? Because, you know, I dated a softball player and she was a pitcher and a center fielder and, and she would pitch like three times in a row, Yeah. you know, and in, in, in the baseball world, you know, to start games three days in a row is just like, what? That doesn't happen. Yeah. So I'm just curious in terms of like, you know, unless you're me and your organization's just hoping you get hurt so they don't have to use you, then they just throw you out there all the yeah. time. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, you know, how do you how do people create some kind of a workload schedule? Because when I think about our product and if this is not happening in softball, we can use this. And this is how we want to be able to use it in baseball is to individualize these these pitch counts. And I, I would think especially for a sport that there's going to be consistent overuse day, you know, back to back to back to back, I I would think this would be gold. Yeah. We don't really manage workload, um, that well at all. I remember back, um, in my recruiting days on travel ball, and this is still, you know, what's going on nowadays with pitchers where I would throw seven games over a span of a few days And my adrenaline is just pumped up because I'm seeing the scouts there. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep throwing. You know, I'm doing awesome. Meanwhile, a day or two later, I'm falling apart. And it's just something in softball that's never really been managed. It's questioned um, from parents more so than anybody else. And they kind of want to know, hey, what's a good pitch count for the week? Nobody really has answers. Uh, The common answer that we usually say is, how do you feel? And yeah, that's an important step at first in our world, um, just to pay attention to how the body feels, but we don't have really good pitch counts. We don't have the studies on the pitch counts to actually say, this is what we're finding. This is what's overuse. Um, This is what's good. 
So um, another example, this weekend, I went to go see my pitcher at Iowa and in college, they're still doing it very similar to when I was there. She threw um, three games and I think she almost got three full games in a row. And these are, these are college games. So they're longer than an hour and a half. It's two to two and a half hours on the field, you know, yeah. giving a hundred percent effort to each pitch. And by day three, I'm just remembering how I felt where I had like the blisters on my feet, my fingers are falling apart, but we just keep going. So it's not something we manage well, unfortunately, and I'm hoping we can learn a lot from it and just start to make it safer, you know, for the kids growing up and even make it more competitive for the girls in college. What if they were more fresh? Would they be throwing more no hitters? I, I don't know. You know, we might be even better. We might be throwing faster if we recovered better. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much you know about me, but I've, I've researched baseball in a zillion different ways, pitching from biomechanics to uh, the neurological system to cardiovascular yeah. stress. Like when I watch a when I watch girls pitch and I, I guarantee, you know, what you're talking about, like no pitch counts and yeah. the effort level, like the girls are kind of airborne at, at oh, certain yeah. periods. Like there's a ton of kinetic energy. Mm -hmm. going into their lead leg to block. Like I, yeah. I would assume the amount of fatigue that goes on in a softball pitcher versus a baseball pitcher is not comparable. I would think there's a lot more cardiovascular stress and you guys are like, yeah. you know, you're throwing much more and you know, you're looking at the 4d motion, which I think is cool. And I would think, you know, you might want to have some simulated um, games, you know, in, yeah. in your uh, facility, because I think like the girls deliveries, if you look in blocks of pitches, let's say 20, it's going to change. Yeah. And you're going to see differences in arm leg. You're going to see differences in pronation, all sorts of things that they're going to be doing that, um, you know, this is unheard of is, is yeah. to understand this fatigue. And then looking at their post-throwing strength, you know, is so essential. I would think of myself as a softball coach, like every game, yeah. I probably would want to get a pre-throwing exam. And I want to get a post throwing exam to know, okay, what's, what's my pitcher like coming into the game mm -hmm. and, and after, you know, tracking the pitches, what is the fatigue level of their arm after the game and then start to set up a good recovery process. Cause like, it's just mind blowing. You, you look at yeah. a starter, they're so pampered compared to what happens in your, your sport. It's like, they're not pitching for a bunch of days. There's everybody doing things for massage, acupuncture, cupping, you know, they don't have the competitive stress, like the nervous system, sympathetic yeah. nervous system goes down. They don't have to feel like I got to get ramped up again. Mm -hmm. Like I I'm, I'm amazed, you know, just how different the sports are. I, yeah. I have a random thought on that too, is you were talking about how you have this big, huge, like adrenaline dump. Yeah. And it's just like day after day, after day, after day, after day. And then you can kind of relax and you see that happen a lot with a reliever. Once spring training ends and you know, the rosters are set. And you have these guys that are, you know, hey, get up, get loose, and then sit them down in a baseball setting. They get these big adrenaline spikes, and then it's done. And it's like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And it's usually not so much even that they're, like, physiologically fatigued, but it's a lot of psychological fatigue. And then that, in turn, leads to neurological fatigue and, and the muscles wearing down. So have you noticed, I don't know, you haven't been using it for, you know, five, six, seven, eight months, or even through a competitive season, since you guys are just starting it when we're filming this, but if you're any, any of your players kind of noticed that they're using it in a travel ball, if they're doing 
like a test before the tournament and then after if there is a lot of fatigue going on or is it still too early to kind of see that? I think I could almost honestly say we're going to see that, but we haven't tested that yet. So mm-hmm. during lessons, I mean, we're throwing for 30 minutes um, and they're, they're going full effort. You know, they're throwing really hard. They're doing a lot of pitches, but I have a few of the players and I try to encourage all of them. I'm like, Hey, if you're not going anywhere, go take your post exam. Um, and we can look at those numbers, but it's only been a couple of weeks and a couple of my players because we're only throwing for 30 minutes, I'm wondering if that's why some of them are stronger after, uh, because it's a short period, almost like when you hit second, third inning, and you're feeling really good. Mm -hmm. So that will also help gauge us, you know, how long lessons and workouts and bullpens should actually be, um, according with pitch count too. Mm -hmm. So tournaments and games, I think that's going to be huge to start to test and see how, you know, they feel after. And Um, A whole other subject, well, not another subject, but with the starters and relievers, a lot of times in softball, we don't have that. We have a few pitchers on a team and everybody's a starter. Everybody wants to throw a full game. They try sometimes. Like if you look at the top elite programs, even the top 25 programs in the nation for college, they have um, the funds. They have the ability to have more than five pitchers and they start to really create a true bullpen like baseball But with most colleges, even like mid-major and lower levels, those ones have nothing but starters. And we're bred to throw a whole game, stay in as long as you can, try to let the other pitcher not have to throw because we have a game right after. So I think that changes the game a little bit too. Um, And it's just what each staff has, you know. Yeah, we've we've talked a lot about the training of – starting pitchers and and bullpen pitchers from a baseball standpoint what does the training look like from a softball standpoint because again ryan and myself we're coming into softball with fresh eyes and it's something that we want to learn a ton about like you you've obviously seen how baseball players train what's what's the similarities what's the differences i i think there's not that many similarities um with rest days and like training days and like like i said we don't do pitch counts that much um my sophomore year of college my pitch counts were actually um, just starting to be paid attention to. And I was actually told to do around 200 to 300 pitches per session. And I went home for Christmas break and I listened. And what do you know, you know, a couple of weeks in, I'm starting to hit my elbow on my hip and I partially tore my UCL. So that's kind of my only experience with too much pitching and oh, now I'm fatigued and I can't throw very well and I'm getting injured. Um, so yeah, it's more differences than similarities. There's more similarities in like the sequencing and stuff like that, but the workouts are so different. My, um, my high school kids right now, for instance, they're throwing overhand or underhand almost every day. They practice Monday through Friday after school They're doing something almost every day out there. Um, Most of them play other positions too. So if they're not a pitcher, they're a shortstop and now they're throwing overhand all day. So the workload is extreme. Um, It's completely different. And the recovery process is, is not talked about enough at all. They're not going and taking care of their arm. They're not doing as many band workouts as they should. They don't have maybe, um, you know, maybe the, the training team on deck, like some baseball programs. And it's just kind of, Oh, I'm going to go home and ice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
that's not really going to work, you know? So it's new for softball. And then, like you said, there's a few programs where we're really trying to emphasize that, but it's, it's going to be a big, a big push. Hey, Ryan, just, just to ask a, maybe a dumb question here, but you know, we look at different ratios and different things we're looking for with, with, you know, overhand pitchers, would they be the same? You're the biomechanist. That's why I'm asking you, would they be the same for a, a softball pitching delivery or should they be slightly different? I mean, so how, yeah. Tell me some. Yeah. Yeah. That. So, you know, they, they also pitchers have to make overhand throws, you know, if they're fielding the ball and stuff. So they, they definitely need to have the same balance in their shoulder. Um, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but yeah. I think because of the underhand delivery, the, the injuries, the tendonitis that you guys have are more anterior to the shoulder than posterior behind, you know, cause we throw this way yeah. and then we, we, we get more stretching in a rotational sense from the back of the shoulder. So that, you know, that's got to decelerate. Um, but from your delivery, I mean, I guess you guys pronate too. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I was so you probably say, have the same back of the shoulder soreness. I was so going to say, say I've seen more similar. back of the shoulder issues. Um, I see front of the shoulder, you know, soreness. They talk about it, but that seems to recover quicker than any issues back here. Uh-huh. Um, like I've had 12 year olds with like labrum issues and stuff. Our, right. our lats are really, really weak for a lot of pitchers. Uh, we yeah. don't even understand how to activate them and use them. So really when you think about pitching and the sequencing, I mean, it's the same thing. It's pelvis, torso, arm. So it's, we're just upside down. Um, it's, it's the same, you know, things though. And like you were talking about earlier, when you talked about force with the landing, that is really, really extreme. So if I look at injuries over my entire career, just being around it, hearing it and now coaching, usually the injuries first happen um, somewhere in the front knee or the low back on the landing mm-hmm. side. Then they work up here to the throwing shoulder. So mm-hmm. those are the three, three big spots. Um, landing is obviously a huge issue and we're going flat ground. So we're creating all of that, you know, torque when we land. Um, so yeah, it's probably, it's probably pretty similar to the injuries you're seeing in baseball throwers. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that, you know, I see in softball, you know, obviously in looking at the deliveries that I think is really important in terms of what we monitor is the scaption strength, because, you know, our, our deliveries, when we separate from the glove, mm-hmm. the, the arm is in a short lever posi- position, right? You guys, you're long, lever. you're mm-hmm. long lever throughout, throughout the delivery. And so, you know, the, the load that's more on to the supraspinatus and the deltoid is going to be really high. And, um, you know, that it's, it's weak in baseball players. So I (laughs) I can only assume it's probably going to be relatively weak in, in softball pitchers. So that that's one thing. The other thing I want to ask you, Tony, because we do a grip that's a pinch grip with two fingers. Yeah. Do they throw three fingers when you're a softball pitcher? So, the ball's bigger, you know, yeah. and a lot of times our hands are smaller, which always makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, what the heck, like how did this happen? But, um, we use the ring finger a lot for balance. 
So uh-huh. again, I think the grip strength test is okay because these two fingers are really, really prominent in throwing, yeah. but we don't tuck that ring finger. We have to have it there for some balance and a little bit of support. Um, yeah. I asked a couple of my lessons to play around with that. I said, Hey, do the grip strength with like three fingers versus two. And that, that ring finger is So it just doesn't want to work. So yeah. it could be something that maybe is paid more attention to, but I do know throwing it's it's just a lot of balance with that finger yeah and i think about like you know where you're talking about lat activation mm-hmm. um in my experience so i i've had i've i've employed a lot of female strength coaches ones mm-hmm. that are upper body strong they can do they can rip off 15 pull-ups if you get them to you know yeah. really strong biceps really strong lats yeah but but in the general population i used to train volleyball players Okay. Also an overhand athlete, you know, females that they struggled so much with any kind of lat pull, you know, integrated the bicep that I I think too, you know, when you're talking about your athletes, 90, 90 holds, have you heard of those where they're, you know, they're basically not trying to pull up, but they're, they're they're not trying to get themselves up, but they're at 90, 90 holds, you know, that they, they would need that, that kind of activation, you know, I'm sure because, um, yeah, we're very, we're very pec dominant. Yeah, we we're very pec dominant when we throw. You guys are lat dominant. Yeah, you well, know, what's you- interesting too is a lot of my players, we ask them to roll out and um, work on the pecs a lot because we are really, really tight in those areas. Mm. Um, so I think the similarities like you're starting to put together are really close with a lot of the things. And what we've been teaching with pitchers as of lately especially since we're understanding the biomechanics better. We're not trying to be so long lever anymore. We're trying to stay closer. We're trying to get the scaps rotating and moving really well. So I think those are also similar too. But mm-hmm. when you look at the pitchers and what they're being taught, they're being taught to reach forward with the arms, go to the sky and like reach up. And I'm like, oh no, like we got to get away from those things. It's, um, it, it makes me laugh is. because those are sadly some of them in baseball too. like 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about yeah, because like, like turn your hand back this way. And, yeah. Go yeah. Forward. and I'm like, this is why I couldn't throw anymore when I was older. <laughs> and and here's the funny thing though, is like, so we, I know me and me and Tony have talked a little bit. My wife played softball Yeah. and she was a pitcher. She's left-handed. So I guess, left-handed pitchers are just as unique in softball as they are in baseball. And when she was in high school and playing all that, everyone had her thrown and she played at a good sized high school out in Texas and she would pitch, but she had to stop like her sophomore year because she had so much shoulder problems going on. And everyone says, Oh, there's no, you can't get hurt when you're throwing the softball. People still say that, (laughs) you know, but there's obviously something that has to happen there. And that's like my wife started doing arm care. Mm -hmm. And Ryan was talking about scaption. And when she first started, she couldn't even get the, the sensor to read because yeah. the scaption was so weak. But now she's starting to get it to read and do all those things. And she's like, man, I wish I would have had this when I was playing. Like maybe I, I could have gone to something other than the the the, the NAI or the, yeah. the D3 schools and things like that. It's like maybe I could have played D2 or D1 if I could have just been healthier and stronger. Healthy. Yeah. And now, you know, like I said, I, I want to emphasize it again. You're the only person that I'm aware of hammering out biomechanics data of what's going to make a pitcher not only throw harder but more efficient yeah i haven't heard of that happening in softball and i've looked into it mm-hmm. me and ryan spent too many times trying to find biomechanists and softball doing all these other things we can't yeah. find them they're not really yeah. out there so what are how do i preface this with going like what are some of those 
old, I guess, I don't know if you can say old school in softball. What are those oh, old school teaches in softball? Yeah. Your research and what you're finding is kind of saying, hey, this is wrong. And again, we don't know anything yeah. about softball. So maybe it's a bad question. No, I don't no. Know. It's a, it's a great question because I was one of those old schoolers um, because when I first retired from pro, that was 2011. And I was like, Hey, I, I guess I'm going to coach now. Like, let's try this. Let's see how I can coach the kids and see how it goes. I was um, afraid, like deathly afraid of young kids because I was on such a high level. I was like, how did I start again? And I was like thinking about those things, but I was an old school teacher for my first, maybe two years. And then I started looking at the kids and I was like, this is not right. Like there has to be more than what I was taught, but that's kind of the issue in softball. Most of us that teach only teach what we know. And this is, this is what we were taught back then. So some of the biggest like myths, I guess, or just old school versus new school was how we used to be taught to point forward with both arms, you know, Mm -hmm. reach towards your catcher and make this really big circle. Well, a couple of years in, started looking at videos and I was like, we don't throw like that. Like how come my hands not turning towards second? Like they told me to, and it's staying this way when I come down. So I just started asking myself a ton of those questions when I'm looking at my high level throwers, the one who, the the ones who are throwing really, really fast. I'm like, they, they don't look like what I'm teaching. So I I have to bridge this gap somehow. Hold Um, on. I'm trying to do that. When yeah. You say turn your hand towards second. Yeah. So we were taught, even look we, like? we used to be taught to go forward and then it was bring your arm up by your head and rotate towards center field. So okay. We so you come up like, and then your torso turns. Yeah. yeah we but this this to is similar to baseball. Like they yeah. turn, turn the ball right? to the outfield, you know, and yeah. really activate like your pronator back there. Constantly. Yes. Yeah. So we were taught that there was no whip. Everything was wrist snap. It was come down your circle and snap your wrist at the bottom. So no whip. And, I, 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 I don't know I anything about softball, but I guess that doesn't actually yeah. happen. No, I felt okay. I feel so guilty looking back. I'm like, oh, what a bad coach. And then I'm like, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> like you learn from it. So that's that's one of the biggest myths uh, that that should not be happening. That should only happen maybe on an off speed or a change up, and you start to rotate early. So the second really, really big myth is throwing without your pelvis and hips, no rotation. We were, we were taught to land completely. We call it 90 degrees, completely sideways. And Mm. we were taught to let the arm come through with no rotation. So if you go back to my throwing days, I was taught to brace my core and let my arm come through and stay completely sideways, which we call open I think you guys call that closed. Closed. Yeah. If I'm yeah, seeing closed. the visual yeah. right, my See, we my call mind that open because we think about like opening a door and having a clear path for your arm. And now we know that that is so like just I don't even want to use the. That's word like off. a lesson on how to throw slow, isn't it? Maybe. Thank you. Or just how to throw and get injured and tear up yeah. your meniscus and all sorts of crap. Like, oh my gosh. So that's that's how I started my coaching career. I was teaching sideways and long, long arm. And oh my gosh, I just, it makes me feel bad, but so here now, we are. <laughs> so now like the teaching, the, the, the current teaching is to, is to get on path with the plate, like shoulders yeah. square. As yeah, you're we're, we're trying to be more pelvic driven. 
um, mm-hmm. when we push off. And then we, we understand the importance of sure getting open and getting the hips into external rotation. So when you come back into internal, it's that much stronger, yeah. but we're really so trying to seek real quick. Well. When you say pelvic driven, yeah, you're talking pelvic. Like I'm obviously sitting towards the camera, like pelvic yeah. towards the camera or from yeah. a pitching, like a th- baseball standpoint, pelvic going sideways so, to the catcher. Cause I, I so, really have no yeah. clue. No, that's a good question. So we don't start sideways when we throw, we start forward. So yeah. we're trying to be pelvic driven as in you're going forward. So you can reach hip extension first on the initial so drive. If, out. if you're looking at like the pelvis as a bowl, you're trying to bring the bowl facing. Yeah. Backwards. We're trying to tuck. Yeah. We're pour trying the, to pour the water out behind you. Yeah, okay. Got exactly. it. That makes sense. Then, but then you start traveling, right. And you're, you're open and you're sideways. And I guess for you guys, that would be closed. You're sideways. And then it's all about planting. We want to start that rotation before we land to get the foot back towards the catcher and then be pelvic driven as in hitting, throwing overhand, all of those sequences where that happens first and it leads the movement. So, so at weight, this is so fascinating. So at weight bearing foot flat, when, when the pitcher, when she's into the ground, yeah, the pelvis and the trunk are completely no. The trunk should start the rotation after the pelvis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, but, yeah. okay. So, so at weight bearing foot flat, you want the pelvis obviously angled to the plate. The yeah. trunk, the trunk for us is going to be slightly closed and then. Yeah. Us too. Open. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Well, that's I mean, why when we land, it's like the same as baseball. It's just flipped underhand with the arm. But yeah. we're still doing the same thing. I mean, if you put it in slow motion, you're watching that elbow come in first and, you know, the forearm and the lower half of the arm should be last. Yeah. And one of the things that gets me is you're talking about this wrist flick. Yeah. <laughs> and that used to be something in baseball, like really flick that wrist and get it moving. Yeah. But then we started breaking it down on high speed and understanding that wrist is firm as a board. Yeah, it doesn't, nothing happens until after, you know, the ball comes out. So it is nice to see, you need rotation and everything. Mm-hmm. You need it to move. But those are those non-teaches though, right? Because you have your yeah. your your That's imperatives, which is like this result. has to be done. You can mm-hmm. teach it. And then you have your inevitables, which no matter what you do, it's gonna happen whether you want yeah. it to or not. Exactly. And that's how it was yep. with the wrist in baseball. And I remember talking maybe a week or two back, and you said it seems like softball is always trying to piggyback on what baseball yeah. was teaching. And then yep. I hear you say some of these things, and I'm like, man, that was I remember when I was like eight, someone told yeah. me it's like get that balance point show the ball to second base yeah. and really get high and keep that arm straight and pull it down through. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, or like I, pointing the glove at your target. Point the yeah, glove. It's like, oh, yeah. You, you have guys throwing like scarecrows. And I'm like, well, he played at someone, this university. He must know what that. he's talking about. You know, <laughs> my son is nine. And I like to say, I don't know much about baseball, but I'm putting the similarities together. And someone told him, you know, that to throw it like that and point. And I was like, Oh, it was like angry looking through the fence. Hmm do that (laughs) so hopefully i can help him too (laughs) tony you're working with all ages yeah okay yeah so So i work with um i have in-person instruction those are where i see my youngest pitchers um seven eight-year-olds which actually now i don't have that many because they've grown up over the years but seven to eight all the way to college um and then the older college kids and college coaches, you know, I consult with them and talk to all of them. So I really try to stay involved on every level, which, you know, keeps me, keeps me growing mentally and learning. 
Very cool. Very cool. So obviously you saw the arm care app and yeah. the light turned on and said, Hey, this could be pretty valuable. How, how have your players reacted when you've introduced it to them? So in the very beginning, I mean, they, they know I love technology. So anytime I bring something in new, they're, they're kind of like, Oh, what is she doing again? What's going on here? But with this one, I was so gun ho on the importance of it before I even started using it with them, where I made it very clear, you guys are going to do this. It's not an option. If you're training with me, I need to have you do your test and I need to have you follow your program, you know? So, um, as a coach, if anybody's eventually watching on the softball side, you just have to make it very firm and clear if you really want to help out the athlete, because there is a big buy-in process, especially on the softball side, because we don't talk about arm care that much. So for them, it's just, oh yeah, just another thing, you know, and they nod their head and they don't do their workouts, but the buy-in, um, I've been working on that really, really hard. And now for the students, which 90% of them are doing it, I can see, which is really nice. I can look at the back end and they're coming into lessons only a couple weeks using it. And the parents are like, she's always sore after a few games on the weekend. And this weekend was different. They were like, she looks strong, you know, all seven innings and she's not hurting that bad. And I'm like, wow, like, see, that's really good stuff. Take care of your body, throw better. So the buy-in on my, my end, sure. I had to push them towards it at first, but now when they see the results, I mean, they're begging for it. They want to do it. They're excited to test when they show up and it's, it's given us a lot of insight. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, this has been awesome. I am, uh, I'm so excited about that mm. softball's finding out about this. And me too. You, know, you seem like just the leader, uh, the perfect person to be introducing this. So, you know, we love that. Um, Jordan Ryan, you got any further questions? I got no, nothing. I, I thought this was way more insightful probably for me than it was for Tony. Cause again, I'm coming no. in with fresh eyes. So. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're going to have more conversations. Yeah. Like we're, we're very aligned with you, Tony, the way you're, you're going about your coaching and you know, how you're seeing the athlete holistically. And yeah. um, you know, you're, I, I just appreciate you teaching us today and, you know, I can't wait to dive deeper into softball. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. I'm so happy that I was introduced to what you guys are doing. And it's been awesome because it's just, it's really, really important. You know, it's, it's one of those non-negotiables. They should be taking care of their body. Absolutely. So listen, the links to Tony Paisley stuff will be in the, in the show notes here. If you're listening to it on wherever you're listening to it. So please go check it out, especially you. I know a lot of, we've got a lot of families that have their little baseball players, but they've got, they've got, girls and young ladies out there that are playing softball too. So definitely check it out uh, and appreciate it again. You have coming on and until next time, take care. Yeah. Thanks guys.